Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of Trashy Divorces. My name is Stacy. Hey, friends, I'm Alicia. Thanks for joining us today. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time. We got a real ride for you today with the <laughs> hound do. dog, mm-hmm. Lorenzo Lamas. No, you have delivered this week. <laughs> it's pretty trashy, friends. Five times at the Hall of Fame Trashy Divorces Marriage Altar. Really is quite a ride before we begin that. I have this magic mirror here to give some praise and shout outs and thanks to our newest Patreon supporters who found us over at patreon.com slash trashy divorces, getting dumpster dives and spider webs and nightcap chat. Oh, also add free episodes too. Absolutely. Who do we get to thank this week in the magic mirror, Stacey? Thank you so much for joining us. Heather M, Jackie B, Laura Lee G, Sarah H, Judy B, Kristen D. And a new super supporter as well, Sabrina. Holy cats. Thank you. Thank you, all of our new Patreon supporters, our existing Patreon supporters. We adore your trashy hearts. I don't even want to delay. I don't either. This has so much. We got to go, go, go. Alicia, you've been wandering the halls, singing The Hills Are Alive with Trash Candy all morning. What's going on? Oh, goodness. Such a good story, y'all. Today, I've got the trashy divorces of Lorenzo Lamas. Actor. Oh, goodness. Yeah, he is an actor. He's got a lot of other side interests (laughs) as well. I can't wait. Let's just get into it. Let's go. Lorenzo. Fernando Lamas was born in Santa Monica, California, January 20th, 1958. Young Lorenzo, when he comes into the world, his mother is beautiful and talented actress Arlene Dahl. Baby Lorenzo, his father, is the handsome Argentinian actor and director Fernando Lamas. Esteemed Hollywood pedigree. However, Arlene and Fernando Divorce when little Lorenzo is just too young to remember them ever really being together. Okay. Now, worth a mention here, because not only does this story contain multitudes of trash and hound doggish behavior, it also contains a number of spider webs. Both Lorenzo's parents, Arlene Dahl and Fernando Lamas, will have their very own personal, individual strings of trashy divorces. Arlene Dahl will marry a total of six times in her life. Fernando will marry four times. His fourth and final wife and the stepmother that Lorenzo Lamas remembers the most is bathing beauty Esther Williams. Interesting. I know. So that's 10 marriages between them and yeah, just a whole string of Christmas lights of step parents for mm-hmm. young yeah. Lorenzo. Okay. Okay. So Lorenzo's parents don't get along and both are extremely busy with their own lives. Well, acting and getting married and divorced and Lorenzo's early years because of that naturally are a little chaotic. He goes between parents who live far apart. He's frequently getting new stepfathers and even being sent to military school. Hmm. Now Lorenzo, growing up in the biz, surrounded by show business, doesn't plan to go into acting. He thinks he'd be a really fine veterinarian. Uh, right? It's- Hey, career. Noble path. <laughs> However, along the way, as it so often does, fate intervenes, and Lorenzo will decide that, in fact, an acting career is for him. Fun fact. 
Lorenzo gets his first role in 1978 when he is cast in the movie Grease hmm. with the beloved and effervescently eternal forever and ever Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta. <laughs> okay, this is a lucky break for Lamas because the role had actually in Greece already been cast. Do you want to add Alicia, who, who is... Alicia, who was originally supposed to play the role that Lorenzo Lamas luckily lucked into. Well, let me tell you about the role he played first. Sandy in the diner has like milkshakes with the jock mm -hmm. and they hide behind the menu because all like the greasers see them and they're hiding that guy. Lorenzo Lamas plays Sandy's jock athlete boyfriend in Greece. Okay. Okay. But no worries. 1978, right? The role to your point had already been cast the youngest son of President Gerald Ford and Betty Ford, Stephen Ford, was supposed to play the role originally, but he dropped out. Stephen did because of stage fright. Mm. And there's Lorenzo Lamas being the last minute replacement. Ta-da! Okay. Lorenzo works consistently after his role in Greece, but does not become a household name until he portrays the entitled playboy grandson of... Jane Wyman's character in the hit drama Falcon Crest. Okay. Remember Jane Wyman? Ronald Reagan's ex-wife. Yes. Got it. Trashy divorces all over the place. Now, based on the track record of his parents' numerous marriages, it may come as no surprise that Lorenzo Lamas has struggled, perhaps, to have a lasting relationship in his own romantic life. It's been rocky, to say the least. It was not helped by some of his initial feelings about women that were formed by Fernando, his very misogynistic and old-fashioned father. As of today, right now, Lorenzo Lamas has been divorced five times, has left a string of broken hearts along the way. Are you ready to get into it? Mm -hmm. Holy cats, you say that. <laughs> All right. When Lorenzo's in college, Lorenzo brings home a young woman that he really wanted to meet his dad and his stepmom. Because he always wanted his dad to approve of everything he did. Sure. Also including the girls that he chose. Admittedly, much of this is sourced from Lorenzo Lamas's own autobiography, which is heavily sympathetic to Lorenzo the hero here. I am shocked. Supplemented with other information, well, from other sources. Okay. Lorenzo Lamas at this time describes the girl he's bringing home to dad. As a cute, petite blonde. Cute, petite blonde mm -hmm. comes over for a few dinners with dad and stepmom. And finally, like Lorenzo, will ask his dad if he liked her. And then his father shrugs and says, she's okay. And Lorenzo's curious and he kind of presses his dad for a little bit more information. And <laughs> dad says, she's kind of quiet and a little intimidated and she's very small. And Lorenzo will tell his father that he kind of liked them small. This is a quote. He kind of liked them small because it made him feel like a bigger guy. Okay. Okay. His father's response was something that Lorenzo writes that he will never forget. Let me tell you something, Fernando Lamas says. Women cost the same whether they're tall, big, short, or skinny. They cost the same. You should get more for your money. Go with the tall ones. <laughs> well that Ooh. is one bit of dating advice let's continue on the trashy journey that is lorenzo lamas 
Let me tell you about the time that he got caught with the Barbie twins. Mm-hmm. While Lamas was filming Grease, he becomes friends with the Barbie twins who are extras on the movie. Sia and Shane Barbie were a voluptuous pair of fraternal twins that will go on to gain fame in the 1990s for their numerous appearances in Playboy. Okay. The Barbie twins are sort of legendary if... In in the Hugh Hefner universe. Okay. Now, Sia, one of the Barbie twins, and Lorenzo develop a crush on each other during the filming of Grease, regardless of Lorenzo living with his current girlfriend, Debbie. Poor Debbie. Is the Barbie twin taller? (laughs) (laughs) Do not have that information. After filming, though, the three, Lorenzo and the Barbie twins, stay in touch, and Debbie, girlfriend, supposedly knows about the friendship, and Lorenzo assures Debbie that it's purely platonic. So what happens? Well, Debbie's working as a waitress during this time. I mean, Lorenzo breaking out and acting, Debbie still got to work hard for the money, and her shifts would keep her working at the establishment until closing time. So Debbie's not getting in till late. Yeah. Leaving Lorenzo a little time. Mm. So one fall afternoon here, Lorenzo goes to the beach with the Barbie twins while Debbie was, you know, slinging hash, pouring coffee. Lorenzo and the Barbie twins stay until dark and they have a bonfire and drink beer. All sounds very 70s, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. After a while... Lorenzo and Sia excuse themselves to take a walk on the beach where they begin kissing. He quickly suggested that they leave and go back to his place. And of course, they take Shane, the other sister, with them. Well, that's nice anyway. Well, yeah, just can't leave her on the beach with a bonfire on her own. I mean, you can. No, safety in fire. Like, you always want to make sure multiple people verify that bonfire's put out. Oh, God. Okay, it gets worse. Lorenzo and the Barbie twins return back to the apartment around 11 p.m. And Lorenzo knows Debbie's not going to be home until about 1.30 a.m. So two and a half hours, no time to waste. The three of them will spend a little time together in the bedroom. And Lorenzo looks at the clock after a little bit of time in the bedroom and realizes, oh no, it's 1 a.m. He tells Sia and Shane that they have to... Leave the house? No, he doesn't say that. He says you need to go to the living room because Debbie's going to be home soon. Oh, my God. (laughs) What every girlfriend wants upon arriving home from work. So Debbie gets home from a long day, carrying plates, dealing with customers, and sees the three of them, her boyfriend and the Barbie twins. Voluptuous, sorry, Barbie twins, (laughs) hanging out in the living room. And Debbie just goes directly to the bedroom. Lorenzo doesn't think anything's wrong with Debbie. He doesn't get up to go check on her. He just continues to hang out with Sia and Shane. He will write. (laughs) I did not feel guilty at all. In my twisted and sick narcissistic mind, I figured Debbie is so into me that she will be supportive. And what I want is Sia. And now that I have Sia, Debbie will go along with it. Wow. Yeah, that's... Very in touch with what women want. Yeah, so the next morning, uh, Debbie will ask Lorenzo if he had fun. And he says that, yeah, they sure did. And she asks what they all did. And he tells her about the beach. And then she said, well, what did you do here? And Lorenzo tells Debbie the truth and responds with everything. Debbie's reaction, however, is what does come as a surprise to old Lorenzo, 
because she breaks down and begins sobbing. He says he didn't expect her to react this way. Writing. Are you ready? Oh, good. I guess because my relationship with her has always been about me. He will go on to admit that seeing her crying uncontrollably made him feel ashamed of his behavior. But turns out the damage was already done. Yeah. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes, man. Debbie moved out and the two will not speak again for several years. Okay. That's just setting him up. I mean, in his mind, were they just on a break, though? (laughs) (laughs) Setting him up. Time for marriage number one. The lovely bride's name is Victoria Hilbert. Hold on. Get on your protective gear, because we're about to have some spider webs. In 1980, Lorenzo Lamas is living in a cottage in Laurel Canyon. And he's driving around on his motorcycle, like you do if you're Lorenzo Lamas. And he sees a woman that leaves him, quote unquote, spellbound. The spellbinding woman is on roller skates. He slows down, strikes up conversation, asks if she lives around here. And she says, yeah, I live in Carol King's old house down the street. (sighs) Okay, friends, Laurel Canyon connection here. Carol King's old house back in the day uh, was, as far as I can verify, owned by Gypsy Rose Lee. After Victoria Hilbert doesn't live in Carol King's house anymore, Carol King's house is then, this is on Appian Way, I'm going to have to do a follow-up about this, is then owned by Courtney Cox. Right. And they have a they have a seance or something? They do have a seance because mm-hmm. there's a ghost in the house and like Courtney reaches out to Carol and Carol's like, yeah, that ghost has been there a long time. So Carol King comes over and has a seance with Courtney Cox to try to rid the ghost of Appian Way. Which does not work, if I recall. Nah, it's a beautiful home, though. I'll have to follow up on that. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Holy cats. I live in Carol King's old house down the street. Well, remember, we covered Carol King and her husband, Jerry Geffen, in a previous trashy divorce, and they both had moved to Laurel Cannon. They're living very closely next to each other. And that house on Appian Way is near Mary Astor's old house that Denny Doherty from the Mamas and the Papas lived in. You want to know Laurel Canyon real estate? I'm your girl. Okay. Not germane to the story. Naturally, Lorenzo knows where Carol King's old house was. It's kind of legendary. And he's eager to get to know spellbinding roller skating gal. And he says, yeah, I'm going to stop by later. And ghost roommate. Let's not. Oh, sorry. Downplay. Ghost roommate. So later that day, Lorenzo stops by Carol King's old house to get to know the beautiful roller skating woman. Her name is Victoria Hilbert, and she's a former model from New York. Now, Victoria Hilbert had met Carol King when she lived in Telluride, Colorado, and ended up touring with Carol. Hmm. Fascinating. She lived a commune lifestyle in Carol's band for about a year before getting married and having a son, and now Victoria Hilbert is a divorced mother to a young boy and still very much a flower child. After that day, Victoria will start bringing her son to Lorenzo's house, and Lorenzo would frequently go to their house. Lorenzo never grows out of it, always eager for his father's approval. Right, right. Will soon tell his father, Fernando, about Victoria, and his father immediately doubted that this was the right woman for his son. He hears about her commune lifestyle and tells Lorenzo, <laughs> This is going to be a woman with an opinion. (laughs) Oh, God forbid. No, I said he's misogynistic. I wasn't kidding. Heaven forfend. 
A mind of her own, you say? No. Yeah. Turns out Fernando like has this very old worldview mm-hmm. of the roles that men and women should play. And he very much believes that a woman's place is at home taking care of the man. Sure. And Fernando will not accept anything less than excellence for his son. He doesn't want his son to be with a woman that considers herself to be his son's equal. She must be lesser than. I hope she was tall, at least. (laughs) He, Fernando, will always tell Lorenzo that a woman's real job is to be at home like Esther is. Oh, man. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Lorenzo brings Victoria to meet his father, and it is a disaster, capital D. After a while, rude behavior and rude questions from Fernando. You can kind of imagine how this goes. Victoria decides that she has had enough. She gets up. She thanks Esther Williams for a wonderful dinner and will ask Lorenzo to take her home now. This begins the ongoing feud between Victoria and Fernando with Lorenzo Lamas in the middle. Every time they all see each other, Victoria's in tears and ranting to Lorenzo about what a jerk her dad is. And Fernando would do the same thing with his son and continuously tell Lorenzo that Victoria is no good for you. Great family dynamics. In spite of all this friction, Hmm. Lorenzo and Victoria marry in October 1981 at a little chapel in Big Sur. Fernando, not happy. Uh, Opposite of that, he's pretty outraged that his son married against his wishes. Not only is Lorenzo, newly married man, got a lot of things going on. This is also the time that Lorenzo lands the role that will end up defining his career in a little show called Falcon Crest. Little nighttime soap opera that defined the early 80s. 100%. Premieres in December 1981, the nighttime Dishy soapy drama instantly becomes a success. It airs right after Dallas on Friday nights. Mm -hmm. It's huge, Falcon Crest. With all this newfound success, it does not take long before tensions begin in the marriage. Victoria and Lorenzo, as you can imagine, have very different dispositions, also very different approaches to life. Lorenzo? filming Falcon Crest, and that television filming schedule is pretty intense. And then there's the ongoing battle between my father, my wife, my father, my wife, and early the next year to, oh gosh, insult to injury and injury to insult, Fernando becomes very sick and is diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. What? Yeah. So now dad's sick. So imagine that layer onto everything. You Sorry, you I was said you said Lorenzo. Fernando. Okay, yeah, yes, I was like not Lorenzo. Fernando, whoa, dad is diagnosed. That's a tough one to come back from. Okay, dad. Okay, Fernando is admitted to UCLA Medical Center, and his health deteriorates rapidly. And one day, while in the car together, Lorenzo tells Victoria that he doesn't think his father's going to be coming home from the hospital. Like he's doing really poorly. Like kind of sharing. Mm-hmm. The, uh, yeah, you know, it's, the, the, the emotional devastation of all of that. Yeah. Losing a parent is really, really hard. And Victoria says in response to this, well, if he dies, he'll finally be put out of his misery. Not the right I, answer. Not, no, no, not the right answer at all. But this is not the right response either. Lorenzo writes that in a flash of anger, I took my hand from the steering wheel and slapped her right across the face. 
and said, don't you ever say that again. Understand the impulse, but yeah, that was not the right thing to do either. Lorenzo will claim that this is the first and last time he was ever violent with a woman, but when they returned home from this car ride, Lorenzo packs his suitcase and says, I'm leaving you, and does. The couple won't file for divorce until the winter of 1983, though. Not long. Marriage number one on its way out. Yeah. Okay, but hold on. We got a little Kathleen in the background. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Abby Dalton, who is the actress who played Lorenzo's on-screen mother in Falcon Crest, was one of his closest friends in real life during this time. Abby Dalton and her husband become sort of pseudo-parental figures to Lorenzo. They happen, Abby Dalton and her husband do, to have a beautiful 17-year-old daughter no. named Kathleen, mm. who was often on the set of Falcon Crest, like you would be if you were a teenager and your mom was a star of a hit sure. television show. Lorenzo meets Kathleen for the first time in 1982, and the two will begin a strong friendship that would follow him for many years. I want you to hold on to that, because it's going to come up again <laughs> and again. Put a pen in that. want everybody to take a little bit of a breath. We're going to take a break to hear from our sponsors. And we're going to be back with our second marriage after the flip. All right, Alicia. So Lorenzo befriending <laughs> a 17 year old. No, we're just, we left her. We're going to leave Kathleen where she sure. is. And now it's batter up time for okay. marriage number two to Michelle Smith. In December, 1982, Lorenzo is sent on this massive publicity trip to New York city to promote Falcon Crest. Lorenzo is assigned a publicist named Michelle Smith to organize the trip and keep track of appointments and meetings and... Sure. Solve very good goals. However, the plan backfires because Lorenzo will miss a lot of his scheduled interviews because he and Michelle are spending time together in his hotel room instead. Wow. <laughs> so that kind of backfired. But Lorenzo and Michelle have a lot of chemistry and he feels they have much in common they spend a brief... Well, and probably she lost her job, so... <laughs> ...winter in New York, and Righty has to go back to Los Angeles. And on impulse, Lorenzo asks Michelle to go to her company. Presumably, so she, she did still not, has a job. did not lose her job. Do you have any openings in the L.A. office so I could transfer out to L.A. from New York City to be close to my new lover? There are none, which is unfortunate, but no worries. Lorenzo's going to fly to New York City every weekend to be with her, and then return on Monday to shoot Falcon Crest. Within a few months of bi-coastal love affair, Lorenzo gets a call from Michelle one afternoon on the set. Congratulations, Lorenzo. You're going to be a father. How's Lorenzo feel well, about that? Well, hang tight, though, because mm. that's not the whole story. Mm. There's news and there's other news. Michelle actually got pregnant their first week together in the hotel room, and Michelle is now four months along. Oh, my gosh. Lorenzo tells Michelle she's going to have to come to L.A. and just move in with him. So Michelle quits her job, comes to Los Angeles. Shortly after Michelle's arrival, Lorenzo will propose. And on May the 22nd, 1983, that Lorenzo Lamas will marry Michelle Smith after only knowing each other five months. Recipe for success and about to have their first child together. Yeah, no, it's going to go great. Mazel to you both. They'll buy a large home in Hollywood Hills, but as you can imagine, it does not take long for Lorenzo to realize that maybe his decision to marry Michelle 
perhaps was a little bit hasty. Living the dream. Things are not going well between them, and to make matters worse, both of them are also using cocaine and Mm. drinking heavily. It was 83. (laughs) It was the law in California. (laughs) Well, their new Hollywood Hills mansion becomes the scene for some pretty intense parties, lots of drugs, As so often happens, uh, the drug use begins to interfere with Lorenzo's work, and he gets a dressing down in an ultimatum from no less than Jane Wyman. Mm. So that's not honestly who I'd want to have scolding me. That would be perhaps pretty terrifying. Lorenzo, terrified enough that he decides he doesn't want to ruin his career and will stop using cocaine. So, great. Yeah. On December the 9th, 1983, Michelle gives birth to their son, AJ. According to Lorenzo, becoming a parent did not have any kind of profound effect on Michelle, and Michelle will continue to do drugs and party. This, along with other factors, causes Lorenzo to separate from Michelle a scant year and a few months, July 1984. Well, I, yeah, all right. Okay, so you can imagine... At the time, hey, it's the freewheeling early half of the 1980s. Lorenzo's quick succession of divorces and his star status, he's in all the tabloids, he's in all the gossip magazines. In March of 1985, Lorenzo files for divorce, citing... Irreconcilable differences. You got it. The battle begins because Lorenzo wants custody of their son and Michelle wants the house and a lot of money. Despite all of that. Michelle will bring their son to visit Lorenzo at the Ritz-Carlton when he's on a press junket in New York City. Lorenzo plays with the baby for a little while. Baby falls asleep. He and Michelle hook up in the fancy hotel room. Living living the old times. Reliving the old times. Living la vida loca. Michelle will ask him to reconcile and try to make the marriage work. And Lorenzo's like, hell no. And Michelle's mad. And she'll fly back to Los Angeles with the kid the next day. Now, Lorenzo doesn't leave. He's staying in New York because he's taping a television special. I don't know if you remember this from the magical ride the 1980s were. Do you remember the Night of a Hundred Stars? This big promotion on ABC. I do not clearly remember it, but I do. It rings a bit of a bell, yeah. Okay, goodness. All right. I can't. So Lorenzo Lamas goes to tape Night of a Hundred Stars, where there's 99 other stars. And this is where Lorenzo Lamas meets actress Jennifer (gasps) O'Neill. Jennifer O'Neill is Lorenzo Lamas's poster on the wall. She has been his dream girl from when she starred in the summer of 42 and is currently starring in the television series. It's called Cover Up. The two are drawn to each other from the beginning and begin having an affair. Now, Lorenzo Lamas and Jennifer O'Neill are both big stars at the time and media darlings, and their romance is heavily covered in the press. The lovebirds, oh, good on them. They're planning a five-week cruise (laughs) on the Pacific Princess. Oh, yeah. Floating Petri dish. (laughs) Yeah, where Lorenzo is going to film his third guest appearance on... The love boat. Oh, my. Yeah, but that trip never happens. Want to guess why? Because as soon as the divorce from Michelle is almost finalized, Michelle calls and says, I'm pregnant. Now will you marry me again? Oh, my God. 
So what happens? Well, Lorenzo's answer is a firm, definite no. No, I will not marry you again. Our divorce is almost final. But all of this drama in Lorenzo's life is way too much for Jennifer O'Neill to handle and says, man, I'm out. But because they're both actors and they both take their role very seriously in the press, Lorenzo and Jennifer O'Neill decide not to officially break up until after they honor their commitment to star, oh God, it's too good, in ABC's Battle of the Network Stars 17. <laughs> now, they both agreed, God, the 80s were so weird, both agreed to be captains of their respective teams to hype the show mm-hmm. for the publicity and the ratings. On November 6th, 1985, Michelle will give birth to a daughter. Lorenzo will try to get full custody of both kids, but the judge will award both parents joint custody. Shortly after the birth of baby girl, the divorce is finalized. Okay. But he and O'Neill have broken up. Yeah. So now Lorenzo has no Jennifer O'Neill. He's divorced from Michelle. Joint custody. Two kids. Time to introduce the long and winding road to his third marriage, Kathleen Kinmont. Let's take her out of your back pocket. Unpin Kathleen. No longer 17-year-old Kathleen. We'll get there. After some well-publicized affairs, Lorenzo begins to notice Kathleen Kinmont, his befriended 17-year-old, and now, yeah, legal, which is nice, is more than a friend. She's a little older, a little bit more mature. The two start dating. And at first, it's nothing really serious, but she's comfortable and familiar. So Lorenzo... This is the worst relationship ever. Every time he's single, he'll go back to Kathleen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the hook. Okay. Uh, Kathleen's yeah. on the hook. Yeah. But honestly, like with Lorenzo's track record, being single isn't really that common of a thing. But Kathleen's on the hook. And for a while, Lorenzo has affairs and short-lived romances with a lot of women, including any actress <laughs> that is a guest star on Falcon Crest. Sure. If you hear Robin Greer, Daphne Ashbrook. When this happens, Kathleen goes back on the hook. Okay. In the fall of 1987, Lorenzo Lamas will begin his relationship with Daphne Ashbrook. And within a few months, Daphne announces, congratulations, you're going to be a daddy. I'm pregnant. Wait. His ex-wife, Michelle, not happy. In fact, I'd say enraged when she hears this news and will hire attorney to the stars, Marvin Mitchelson. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. laced with spiderwebs. The battle is played out in the court of public opinion with stories of Michelle taking Lorenzo to court to force him to spend more time with their children and other things that are embarrassing to Lorenzo, her ex-husband. The bad press will take a toll on him and his relationship with Daphne, but the couple become engaged anyway. Lorenzo will write, I am miserable and unhappy I start to believe that because of my fame, not only did my ex-wife Michelle have an unexpected second pregnancy. Fame did not cause that, Lorenzo. <laughs> Who's going to tell him? <laughs> <laughs> but other women are also trying to trap me into relationships by getting me to be the father of their children. You know, a little snip will solve that. Daphne and Lorenzo's daughter, Patton, is born September 1988, but it's not long when Lorenzo tells Daphne that he cannot go through with the marriage, and the fallout is pretty ugly, and Lorenzo attributes this with a, describes it with an old saying, 
hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. As a result of this contentious relationship, Lorenzo doesn't really ever develop a relationship with this new daughter. Well, that's very sad. Terribly sad. Now, on the outs from Daphne, Michelle's Michelle. gone to mm-hmm. Mitchelson. Lorenzo, terribly upset over the circumstances of his life. What's he going to do? He, he needs something comfortable and safe. He's going to call Kathleen. Yeah. He actually doesn't call her first. He calls her brother and oh says, Matt, I finally realized that Kathleen is the one I'm supposed to be with from the very beginning. She's always there for me. I think I'm going to ask her to marry me. I just set this in the timeline. It's been one month. The, the new baby that Lorenzo and Daphne have had is one month old when Lorenzo makes this monumental decision and the couple will marry Kathleen on the hook. January 21st, 1989. God, if I were that brother, I would just shake the guy by his lapels. Okay. Lorenzo writes, this is the one. Oh my God. She never judges me. She loves me unconditionally despite everything I have done. I feel so lucky. I know even my father would approve of this one. She loves me almost as much as I love me. Well, as Lorenzo describes it, it does not take very long for Kathleen to change. Oh. Mm-hmm. A major issue between Kathleen and Lorenzo are the passionate love scenes with other actresses that Lorenzo does that make Kathleen a little bit jealous. Mm -hmm. And then the relationship becomes pretty rocky with accusations flying. All good things come to an end. (laughs) And it is in 1990, Falcon Crest is canceled after its ninth season. Lorenzo appears as a guest on a lot of shows after this, but it's a big change. From the constant filming of, hey, I'm on a hit popular drama. Although this could have been the end of Lorenzo's career, it is not. He's quickly cast in a series called Renegade in 1992. He will play the lead character, Reno Reigns, a former police officer framed for murder and now an innocent man on the run. <laughs> okay. Now, we've seen that plot line a lot more, and the show is run in syndication before it's picked up by the USA Network. But Lorenzo has a great idea. He asks the writers of the show to write a part for Kathleen, my wife, who will play Cheyenne Phillips. Now, prior to Renegade, Lorenzo felt that his marriage to Kathleen was failing and he wanted out, but he made an agreement with himself to stay in the marriage for five years. Would you like to know what he calls this? Uh oh. Yeah. He refers to that as <laughs> he refers to this as his self-imposed sentence. Wow. I'm also curious whether everyone in that show was named for a U.S. city. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kathleen does get the gig, so filming Renegade, the two going to work together, things actually begin. To even get worse with the couple as Kathleen's jealousy over his love scenes continue. Now she's just on set to watch it happen every day. The two begin fighting on the set, which you can imagine makes the rest of the cast and the crew and the food table people like pretty uncomfortable. Screaming matches happen. Filming is often interrupted at times due to their volatile relationship. Everybody loves a good workplace. In November 1993, the two will separate. By January 1994, they will file for divorce. Kathleen and Lorenzo will both remain on Renegade for the time being. Mm. 
But at least Kathleen's off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord. We're not even done. We still got two wives to get through. Let's take a quick break. We'll be back on the flip with Marriage 4 and Marriage 5 and a little bit more Trash Candy too. Okay, so we're coming up on number four. Let me ask you, though, are are there signs yet of any sort of personal growth on the part of our hero, Lorenzo? Like, he's just had this string of, like, one and two year long. Absolutely not. That's the okay. that's why we're naming this episode Hound Dog. Okay. There's very little growth okay. over the, well, at least up to this point over the arc. Okay. All right. Marriage number four. <laughs> Shauna Sand. It is in October 1994 that the buxom-clad bikini extra on the set of Renegade catches Lorenzo's eye. The plot of this particular episode is that Reno and Cheyenne go undercover as bodybuilders (laughs) to solve a murder at the Hilton Hotel on Mission Bay in San Diego. Mm -hmm. It's a perfect scene for romance. (laughs) After doing some research, Lorenzo discovers that the bikini-clad beauty that he's lusting after is named Shauna Sand. She's a former ballet dancer who had gone to American University in Paris. He's smitten with her, spellbound. He introduces Shauna to his kids. They do not like her. <laughs> Lorenzo writes, kids have a way of seeing through the veneer better than adults do. My attraction to Shauna bedazzles me and prevents me from seeing what they do. Her physical beauty is toxic. Every guy's fantasy. Something I cannot live without. Hound dog. Lorenzo's listening to the Howard Stern radio show one day in his car and is really <laughs> surprised to hear that the guest that Howard Stern is talking to is his former wife, Kathleen. Ooh. Howard Stern will ask Kathleen about Lorenzo and his new relationship with Shauna. And Kathleen is not exactly very flattering, but when Howard Stern asks if she had ever popped a loogie or played any tricks on Shauna, yeah, thanks, Howard Stern, Kathleen's answer enrages Lorenzo. Kathleen will tell Howard Stern she's easy to trip because she's short and wears these really funky shoes. Oh, my God. Lorenzo, at this point, decides that Kathleen can no longer be on Renegade and calls the producer and tells him we have to get her off the show. Kathleen Kinmont is fired midway through the fourth season. Hmm. In April of 1996, Lorenzo and Shauna marry, with Lorenzo telling Entertainment Tonight that, quote-unquote, this is the last wedding of my life. (laughs) What the kids today would say, that aged well. (laughs) Lorenzo will write, in the past, any time I think I have found true love, It only comes back to bite me in the ass. This time I feel different. I feel Shauna is different, unlike all the others. She completes me as no other woman has. And I feel so fortunate to have this beauteous 24-year-old in my life. He does know, though, that they don't stay 24. There's 38. There's something we call the Leonardo DiCaprio principle. Okay. (laughs) (sighs) Ah... The feeling of being so fortunate to have the beauteous 24-year-old in his life does not last long. Problems (laughs) surface quickly. See, Shauna Sand isn't really happy with the house that Lorenzo buys for her, so she will demand that he buy another. And Lorenzo complains of never being able to make her happy. 
She's never satisfied. But that doesn't cause any hesitation about the two of them quickly having children. In November 1997, Shauna gives birth to their first daughter, followed by another daughter 18 months later. A third daughter is born two years after that. Now, this whole time, Lorenzo complains of Shauna's disinterest in the children and the lack of maternal instinct. He's really got a way to find them. But apparently, it's not bad enough for Lorenzo to consider that continuing to have children with Shauna maybe wasn't the wisest, most prudent idea. Like, he kind of goes hard at her. Lorenzo describes Shauna as being only interested in herself and building her own career and acquiring material items. Lorenzo then discovers that Shauna's having an affair, and the marriage at this point becomes pretty much a nightmare with the couple fighting constantly, the children being raised primarily by a nanny, and constant upheaval in the home. Now, this time, according to Lorenzo, Shauna refuses to go to therapy, and he tells her that the marriage is over. So, reluctantly, Shauna agrees. Therapy, alas, does not help, and Lorenzo files for divorce in 2002. What ensues is a pretty ugly battle. Shauna becomes violent to Lorenzo and will act somewhat irrationally, putting their daughters in harm's way, which causes Lorenzo Lamas getting a restraining order Mm. against Shauna and eventually being awarded full custody of all three girls after Shauna begins a new career as an adult film star. Wow, I can see why the courts might feel like maybe there was a little bit of erratic behavior going on there. But that's not all. No. In the meantime, Renegade has ended, but Lorenzo is appearing in some reality shows. He's landed the role of Hector in the daytime soap, The Bold and the Beautiful, in 2004. Well, that's going to last for him for three seasons, but it is in 2006 that Lorenzo Lamas gets a phone call from his son. This is the first son all okay. the way back with... Michelle? All right, so the son calls. Son calls. Dad, I need to tell you something. He starts out, I went clubbing in Hollywood and got drunk. And Lorenzo Lamas is like, son, are you okay? And the kid responds, his name is AJ. He says, well, not exactly. I got together with Shauna. Now, Lorenzo Lamas doesn't exactly realize what that means at first and assumes that he had just seen Shauna at the club. Right. How does so he drink? So he asks, yeah. like, when and where did you see her? And AJ tells his dad that it was like two weeks ago and pauses for a long time before saying, well, more than that happened. And catching on, Lorenzo Lamas says, son, did you hook up with her? And AJ says, yes, dad, I did. I'm sorry it happened. Lorenzo Lamas will tell Wendy Williams about this incident on her show in 2015, saying it absolutely destroyed me emotionally. I couldn't talk to my son for two years. I didn't know how to fix that. I was so shocked and upset and stunned and hurt that I didn't know how to fix it. Yeah, that would be a weird conversation, I grant. Okay. Wait, oh God, we're not done. Because if it sounds like all of this might have the makings of a reality show, ding, 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 winner, winner, chicken dinner in 2009, Encouraged by his oldest daughter, Lorenzo Lamas signs on to do a reality show for E! called Leave It to Lamas. This daughter, Shane, daughter of wife number two, is already a figure on television in both scripted and reality shows, 
Most notably, Shane wins The Bachelor on season 12, becoming Matt Grant's fiancé after the other 24 contestants were eliminated. Not surprisingly, that relationship does not work out. Oh, that's weird, Mm because I thought they really went for longevity there on The Bachelor. Okay, Okay, so leave it to Lamas. (laughs) I mean, given what you've already told me, I feel like leaving it to Lamas is not a great idea. Leave it to Lamas focuses on the drama of Lorenzo Lamas and his second wife, Michelle Smith, and their two kids, AJ and Shane. Let's go. Well, it turns out the show is short-lived, but lasts long enough to include the reconciliation Mm. of Lorenzo and AJ. So that's nice. So that's four up and four down. We are on to marriage number five, this time with Shauna Craig. In April 2011, Lorenzo Lamas was walking down the aisle again to marry for the fifth time. Surprisingly, just after only a few months of dating his new wife. Surprisingly. This time, it happens after he spots a much younger woman while working out at the gym and becomes infatuated with her. Lorenzo, eternal romantic at heart, believes that this time it's going to be all different, despite the 30-year age difference between the two. Totally different. Lorenzo tells Entertainment Tonight that his family and friends have asked him, what could you possibly have in common with a person that's 30 years younger than you? I told them everything. Lorenzo writes, We date for a couple of months and quickly grow into best friends, something that was missing in my other relationships. Michelle, Daphne, and Shauna were never best friends, just partners I had to take care of and do everything for just to make them happy. Shauna's not like them. She doesn't want to marry or have kids. She just wants to be with me and have fun. It is the perfect scenario for me at this point in my life. So she doesn't want to marry and have kids, so let's go ahead and get married. Let's get married in a few mm-hmm. months. Well, in quite the show of commitment for Lorenzo, he will legally change his name to Lorenzo Lamas Craig. Hmm. They hyphenate their names. Very forward-looking, I guess. He decides to do this because Shauna doesn't want to become the second Shauna Lamas, since his fourth wife was also named yeah. Shauna, even though they are spelled differently. I had caught that, so okay. So for a while... Shauna with a W, Shauna number five, seems to ground Lorenzo. And she's really a good mother figure for his three young daughters. In 2013, the family appears on an episode of ABC's Celebrity Wife Swap, where Shauna swaps places with the wife of Andy Dick. By this time in his life, Lorenzo, after four divorces and six children, He's long been having some financial issues. That's a lot of that's a lot of baggage on the payroll, hmm, so to speak. Sure. Lorenzo files for bankruptcy in 2004, and the couple will end up doing so again in 2014. In the 2014 filing, Lorenzo Lamas reports having zero income per month. Radar Online reports that they obtained court documents saying he has $9,100 in assets, including $2,300 in books. $1,200 in clothing, and just $430 in his checking account. Shauna reports having an income of $2,400 a month working as a secretary. In 2015, Lorenzo appears on NBC's Celebrity Apprentice, along with Sean Johnson, Lisa Gibbons, Geraldo Rivera, Brandy Glanville, Kate Gosselin, and others. Although he enjoys the experience, 
Lorenzo Lamas is the second celebrity <laughs> to be fired in season 14. <laughs> now, Shauna really very maternal. In 2015, Shauna, his wife number five, serves as the surrogate for Lorenzo's oldest daughter, Shane, when Shauna carries and gives birth to his daughter's son with her husband, Nick Ritchie. Okay, that's convoluted, but... Yes, Lorenzo Lamas's wife gives birth to his grandson. You know, surrogacy. Shane will tell Closer Weekly, Shauna's not just my stepmother, she's like a soul sister. She's an angel that blessed my whole family, including my father. Shauna, for her part, will tell Fox News, I never wanted to have children of my own. I always knew I wanted to help in some form. I started out as an egg donor, and I did that many times. And all the couples were able to have children because of it. I thought, I'm not going to be doing egg donations for much longer. I'd love to carry a child. I offered my assistance to Shane and Nick. They were hesitant about it. I said, take your time and think about it. If this is something you'd like to move forward with, I'm here. And so a week later, they called me and said, let's do it. We're on board. Shauna will go on to say, honestly, if I could be pregnant my whole life, I would. She gushes, which I have not heard the same experience from many women. But not, not many. She'll continue. I love being pregnant. It's so much fun. I know that sounds crazy, but I love it. Shane is so happy and feels very fulfilled on having a little boy and girl. She's definitely got her hands full. Shauna will give birth to her stepdaughter's son on the 4th of July, 2015. They also have their lives documented on E's reality series, Second Wives Club. There's, yeah, this Fifth is in 2017. <laughs> there was apparently not a show called Fifth Wives Club. Sorry. Weird. Yeah. It's limited pool, I guess. Okay, but hey, we're trashy divorces. <laughs> So I don't want to stun or upset anyone, but as you might have predicted, this marriage between Lorenzo and Shauna ultimately does not last. After seven years of marriage, Lorenzo Lamas files for divorce in 2018, citing irreconcilable differences. I mean, he seven years, that's record setting for him, I believe. But not to be down on love. Are you worried about Lorenzo? Not especially. Heart. Romantic <laughs> at heart. Lorenzo Lamas swore. He would never marry again after his fifth divorce. Seems like a good policy. But once again, he fell deeply in love and proposed to his girlfriend in February 2021. This time, the future bride is Kenna Nicole Scott. At the time of the engagement, Kenna was 36. Lamas was 63. Seems right. They had dated four double digits ten months before wow. he popped the question. Lorenzo describes those 10 months as the most romantic months of my life. In a press release, Lorenzo said, Kenna and I met through my godmother, Francesca Daniels, last April. I proposed to Kenna on Thursday, the 11th of February in Las Vegas. She accepted my lifetime Valentine's request. Yeah, I would. Can you imagine know. looking back Gag. at... 2020 is the most romantic time of your life. This is 2021, but yeah, yeah February. But yeah, ten, no. 10 months. <laughs> ah, goodness. She accepted my lifetime Valentine's request. It is a love like no other, and we look forward to the day we become husband and wife. Sometimes love waits for the stars to align and two soul paths to intersect. We are ecstatic. 
Mazel to you, Lorenzo Lamas. That marriage as of today has not happened, but that is the trashy divorces, Hills Are Alive, Hound Dog saga of Lorenzo Lamas. Okay, so dude's currently in his 60s and has managed to go through his whole life without exhibiting any particular personal growth. That's a hound dog. Yeah, that's kind of what... Fantastic. uh, I mean, maybe. I don't know him personally. Sure. From his own autobiography, though, there's, you know, Mm. certain things that can be attained. Again, all sources over at TrashyDivorces.com. Yeah, thank you for that. That did deliver the Hills Are Alive with the sound of trash candy. Yeah, going to give that one uh, when it comes to trash can count. Mm. Maybe the Rydell High School track, all filled with trash cans, filled with a little milkshake. Is that a Grease reference? Yeah, Rydell High. There you go. Oh, I watched, it was my favorite movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so. When I was very young. I would fill the baby pool up and put on my long white nightgown and sing hopelessly devoted to you in the baby pool. No, my friend Laura and, and I. you have just shared that with the world. I did. My friend Laura and I had the whole dance routine to You're the One That I Want narrowed down. And we had to switch off between the Sandy Roll and the Danny Roll. I want to grow up and be Stocker Channing. I think I, 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 that's still a worthy goal. <laughs> Anyway, uh, there's a little bit of balm on the trashy divorces ride that is Lorenzo Lamas. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to this episode today. We're going to be back on Wednesday with a whole brand new trashy spectacular. In the meantime, if you would like some more of us, you can check us out at patreon.com slash trashy divorces. You can check out some free stuff we've pulled from the paywall at bit.ly slash trash candy. And until we meet again, y'all, have a fantastic week. Keep your hands clean. Keep your hearts trashy, friends. Words may have left me. After all that, I'm kind of done. Cheers, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. And thanks to you for listening. Trashy Divorces is a Hemlock Creatives production created and produced right here in Atlanta, Georgia by us, Stacy and Alicia with a little research and writing help from the brilliant Melissa O. Our art is by Sydney V. Smith. That's Sydney V. Smith at carbonmade.com. And our music is used with permission of Ratsy. Check her out at Ratsy's store on Instagram. And definitely drop into Ratsy's store anytime you're in Oberlin, Ohio. You can contact us at trashydivorces at gmail.com or find us on the World Wide Web at trashydivorces.com. If you need more trash candy in your life, our Patreon community includes some of the very best humans around and thousands of hours of bonus content at every level of support. Join the fun at patreon.com slash trashydivorces. Interested in some Trashy Divorces swag? Check out our merch shop and Trash Panda Enthusiasm Society at bit.ly slash trashy gear. Want to advertise with us? Reach out to sales at advertisecast.com for more information. And last but not least, come play with us on social media. I keep most of our Trashy Divorces Instagram hopping. Stacy and I share it up over on Facebook, including our Trashy Divorces podcast discussion group. Come join us over there and thanks again everybody for listening. Keep it trashy y'all.